U-N-S-I-M-P-L-F-I-I-E-D Unsimplified Yeah, yeah Wait, I spelled that wrong from the top U-N-S-I-M-P-L-I-F-I-E-D Unsimplified Yeah, yeah Once again, that can't be it So if anyone is musically talented Can make me a jingle, let a girl know We can work something out because that just won't do. Anyways, happy Friday. It's December 2nd. Yeah, we can we can just get going here if you'd like. So this past week, I went home for Thanksgiving. And funny enough... Whoa, did you hear my throat gurgle? Anyways, I went home for Thanksgiving. And it was my freaking... It was my five-year high school reunion. Technically six because they got pushed back because of COVID. I wasn't going to go to that. And then I ended up going to the bar after, so I ended up seeing everybody under the sun anyways. But this is kind of inspiring this episode because this episode is about like becoming yourself again. And for me, that was majorly lost from middle school to high school era. And I think in my self-growth journey and coming on social media and just like leaving, leaving these past communities that had a very specific image of me, I'll help me kind of uncover myself again, but I think it's something that we all go through growing up, especially in our teenage years, trying to be cool and whatnot. Let's get into it, love. So, you know, you're a kid. Everything is blissful. You can be yourself. You can play with anybody on the playground. You're not thinking twice about, like, your image or if somebody wants to play with you or not. Like, it's all just fun and games. Starts ramping up a bit in fifth grade. Girls start to get a little meaner. Boys start to get a little meaner in different ways of course but this personally really hit me in middle school i'm not sure if this is just like the standard time in which it hits everybody but for me this was like locked and loaded in my brain as like oh my god things are not the same anymore growing up i was very loud outgoing pretty social of a kid the only thing i was like shy about was when it came to like authority or like talking in class really or talking to grown-ups because grown-ups old people scared me i don't know but with kids other kids i was very social i was truly myself in elementary school i had this friend and um she didn't go to my school but we were like friends throughout elementary school so i would see her like every now and then Um, but in middle school like our elementary schools were going to be combining into the same middle school she's in my homeroom too and i remember like being in that homeroom and like she didn't even sit at our table like on the first day of homeroom and you know you don't really know that many people in middle school so I thought the pool of kids that were half strangers to all of us you would gravitate towards people you knew and it was a foreign concept to me to act like you didn't know someone when you've had about five to ten years of friendship with them so I remember feeling very confused about that and I do remember saying hi to her she said hi to me but she consistently every day sat at a different table at homeroom than me and that was like my first little like oh okay I see how it is like why don't you see me as equal to the girls that you're sitting with at that table so my relationship with her in middle school was like not really existent like I'm pretty sure I did not talk to her she hung out with the popular girls also I'd like to clarify she was a nice girl she's never a mean girl I think she just you know wanted to be or was friends with the popular girls but just kind of ignored me which ignoring never feels good and I definitely was upset at that time so so little moments like that is where you started to realize like there was a difference in a social hierarchy people 
like you were starting to realize you were being perceived and it might not be how you want or how you view yourself. And oftentimes this realization was literally just that you were lesser than a lot of the people around you. And during those formative years, like these go deep down, deep down, they anchor themselves in the deepest part of your subconscious little soul. And it takes work to eventually like undo those inner feelings of yourself or distrust or is it mistrust mistrust in people i don't know so along with like losing friendships like that this is also a time where like people were telling me i was annoying or loud or immature and i started to get babied because i was developmentally behind a lot of the other girls in my grade um and that also really cemented itself inside my brain so as a result i tried to protect myself and shield a lot of my personality from kids at school and i would only reserve it for my really really close friends because i didn't I didn't feel like getting the side that was my truest self picked apart. Like if they wanted to make fun of me at school for the two little crumbs I was giving them, that didn't hurt as much because I know that's not all of me. But if I was giving them all of myself and they chose to tear that down, you know, that would cut deep. That kind of version of myself, I heavily implemented from about 7th, 8th grade to like 10th grade. I was a mega, mega introvert. And this is also what first turned me to the internet and social media, where I first started creating video stars and YouTube videos online because that felt like a safer community and space of people that I didn't know. So if they were going to judge me, like, I don't know who these people are. I don't, that don't matter to me, really. It felt like a safe abyss that I could post into and be myself and get creative where aspects of my real life I couldn't perform in that way because of my environment. However, because the past words of other people had hurt me of being loud, annoying, or immature, I wanted to keep this other side of myself, like doing YouTube and social media, that kind of stuff, a complete secret because I did not want that to be up for dissecting either. So... At this point, zero people knew about any YouTube stuff I was doing, like not even my best, best friends. I kept this thing a secret. It wasn't until I kind of got a boyfriend in high school that I think people kind of knew who I was because he was, you know, higher up on the social hierarchy than me. And he was friends with a lot of like the popular people. So just by association, I think I was a little more known, but people still knew I was like not cool or popular or whatever. I was gaining confidence in myself because somebody else had showed interest in me and like that's not the way to build confidence. But because I felt secure in the fact that I had a relationship and I was being, I was getting male attention, I felt slightly cooler. So I was gaining, you know, a couple thousands of followers on YouTube in like 2014, which like was a little bit of a big deal then. But at this time... Um, I still didn't want other people to know, but it eventually did get out. And people at like this age of high school, people start to make fun of you, not in like a mean to your face way, like middle school way. They do it in the way of like a roundabout bullying, like more of just like making you feel uncomfortable, which just like psychologically fucks with you because you can't even like turn to a teacher and be like, Billy said that, you know, he watched my whole YouTube video and loved my outfits and he would wear them himself because then your teacher's gonna be like well that sounds like a compliment and you're like well no he wasn't saying it like that you know that t type of thing or there's one time junior year history i was giving this speech and i'd never given a speech before and i was still like hell no to public speaking i did not take myself seriously enough to be like i can totally do this speech like, and this kid at this 
at my table i don't know if he was like flirting with me or like he would just like jokingly talk about it with me but he knew it made me uncomfortable and he recorded me doing my speech because he was like oh it'll be for your youtube channel like i'll record it for your youtube channel and i think he like sent it to other people too and it was just like made me feel super super bad about myself but like it's not inherently evil it's just like a roundabout way of making people feel less than since this is like mid high school i was a little more grown and had a solid foundation to stand on so you know these things didn't get to me too much like i still would not outwardly want to talk about it if they were bantering with me i could banter a little bit back but it still made me anxious but then there was a turning point Senior year of high school, there's a game that you play called Assassins. I don't know if a lot of high schools have this game, but it's like you essentially pick someone's, or they like make a lineup of people. So like, I'm going to use my best friends, Megan and Elise, but it's like a, it's like a water gun game. You have to shoot people with a water gun when they're like off guard. And if you shoot them with a water gun, they're out, but like there's a lineup. So like Megan would have me and I would have Elise or something. So then Megan would have to kill me. And as soon as she like shot me with the water gun, her new target would be Elise. And like you'd keep going, keep going, keep going until like there was a winner. But people took it very seriously. There was like a $2,000 prize or something. I don't know why they did this. Um, I literally got into two car chases during this. Um, highly, highly dangerous. I don't know how this was approved in like my pristine education AP crazy town. But I got myself in a little situation where the popular kids were having a party one night and it was at this kid's house where like his parents were home like he they let him have parties and I had been to this house once as a distant plus one of my boyfriend at the time and I sat in the corner and said nothing but I kind of knew this house so um I had a little plan I knew it was one of those basements where at like the top of the wall slash ceiling there was like one of those little slidey windows. So like if you were on the outside of the house, it would be like a window kind of close to the ground where you could like look down into somebody's basement. And I knew he had parties in this basement there. So got my two trusty sidekicks, Megan and Elise, and we went to stake out at this uh, house where the party was happening. And like, so we get there, we are hiding in the bushes because there's bushes lining the house. So it's a perfect cover for us. I got my water gun ready and I can look down into this window and I can see them and I see my target and I'm like, holy fuck, I'm going to get him. And of course I had someone like popular, like, so all I had to do was slide open this window, put my water gun in and shoot him because you could shoot somebody if they were in somebody else's house, but not their own, which he was. So I was like, all right, Megan and Elise on the count of three. As soon as he gets close, they open the window. I put my water gun in and I'm like shooting, but I miss him. Of course, I fucking miss him. And then one of his buddies is like trying to shield him. But, you know, the whole party's up in arms like, oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, she's. Who is that? Who is that? And then one fucking bitch takes a pool stick, like the pool table stick. And I'm wedged up between this bush and the the slidey window thing. So there's no moving for me. They take the pool stick, put it through the window and start stabbing me with this pool stick. Also, I know you guys aren't understanding how this relates to the whole YouTube thing and like shielding my true self. It's going to come back to that. So they're like stabbing me with this pool stick and I can't get away because I'm like pinned up against this bush and they're like swearing at me like they're all drunk high school kids. So then they try to close the window and I'm trying to open it back up back up because i'm like well if i'm getting this humiliated right now then i'm still gonna shoot this kid so i try to stick my water gun back in the window 
one of the other guys shuts the window on my fingers my fingers start like bleeding everywhere and so i'm like upset but i'm trying to like play it cool because you know this is part of the game everybody does this everybody stakes out this is how the game works i'm standing in the yard with megan and elise and then i hear two people come out of the house and they're like calling our names and it was one of the popular girls who wasn't really involved in my whole water gun incident but was an attendee of this party and she comes out and honestly like i mean i was completely sober but i kind of blacked out during this because i've never been so directly bullied to my face but she comes out and like she started like picking me apart and then being like have you even hit puberty have you even had your period like you little baby bitch like i was like what is going on like i was like oh so this is what the movies are like okay but i wasn't even like that upset because i was more shocked i was like I didn't think this shit really happened, but she was giving it to me. She was like, go make your YouTube videos, little baby. Yeah, like, haven't had your period. Go make your YouTube videos, blah, 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 blah. Jesus Christ, I don't even know what I said to her. Like I said, I think I blacked out during this because I was just so in shock. And Megan and Elise, they apologize to me about this, like, every year when I bring this story up. Um, they just did nothing. They stood there, and that's okay because I don't know what I would have wanted them to do. I think it would have been fun to punch her or something, but she was evil. She was an evil, evil person. I sat next to her in earth science freshman year, and she, like, bullied people under her breath all the time, so she sucks. But anyways, the point was is that she was bullying me about my YouTube channel, but it was not in the moment that felt so bad, but it was more of, like, I had gone home, and I had realized that this was, like, the perception people had of me. Like, that girl never talked to me in school at all, but it was more of, like, she's creating this own perception and opinion and ideas about me that i would have never known if she didn't give me a heaping dish full of it i more started to realize this was how i was perceived amongst a lot of people in my high school and popular kids i couldn't deflect that in the present moment but i couldn't stop it from kind of getting under my skin and burrowing as more of a a deeper form of skewing my self-perception and worth and in turn wanting to shield a lot of myself from these type of people instances like this over time kind of build up and now like manifest into triggers where i think this is common in a lot of people like certain insults hurt more than others if somebody called me ugly i wouldn't be that upset about it because i don't think i'm ugly so like if somebody called me ugly that wouldn't really hurt but what does hurt for me is when people call me loud or annoying or immature because it stirs up the like inner child in me that's like, oh God, do we have to shield ourselves again? Like people don't really like us for our true self. We have to be like a different version, you know? So the way I digested kind of all of this information summed up together was that in order for me to like be mature or grown, I'm going to kind of have to step away from doing youtube putting myself out there because nobody really else was and the people that were getting respected were just like the people focusing on being grown up and not being like immature and playful like i often was so as a result college comes around and i don't really do youtube not out of any direct bullying or anything but more of just my life was really changing a lot at that time and i couldn't find ways to incorporate it and it wasn't something that i felt you know, comfortable doing it in like a dorm room, I guess. I never really stopped posting on social media, but I just didn't do it as frequently. Frequently, 
it would be every once in a blue moon and it was something I was like I need to get back into this I know I want to do this it was more of just like finding the right time um just like when it felt right kind of and college was a fresh start in a lot of ways like you can kind of reinvent yourself there I had a larger group of friends at college it was like my floor and I felt like I could be myself with them all the time which was just like so exciting and refreshing for myself and I also think that steered me away kind of from turning towards an outlet like social media to be myself because I could now be myself in my real life. If you go on my YouTube channel you'll see a lot of my videos start kind of picking up again in like 2018 because that was the first year I lived in or I guess it was the second semester that I lived in my sorority house so I was like okay it's time to turn to my creative outlet where I can be myself and have fun and that actually got me really excited about creating again to where I was like okay whenever I have free time I want to do something in creating videos and I hopped on it for a while but YouTube videos take a lot of work and college gets the best of you then factor in the year that I was severely depressed that I talked about in my last episode going abroad okay so now we're coming full circle here again where college ends my senior year gets cut off due to covid and what happens again i'm shut off from the world i don't have these social outlets i'm not connecting with people i'm feeling stuck and confused for career moves i applied to work for vayner media for gary vaynerchuk got through a couple rounds got denied back at square one not knowing what to do so what do i do i turn to social media again i'm trying youtube I'm taking my Instagram a little more seriously. I start my thrift business and I'm starting TikTok. And TikTok is where I feel like I have that space again to explore my personality, to explore myself, like my fashion, everything. You have these little videos where you don't have to commit to showing yourself for five whole minutes in a YouTube video, but little bursts of who you are. So that was very exciting for me, which is kind of initially what got me back into the social media realm again and obviously i saw some decent success there so it was something i wanted to take seriously and i mean y'all know y'all know the rest like here i am (laughs) doing my best still I, i wouldn't say i've made it but i've made it enough to where i have the faith in myself that it's up to me now like somebody handed me the lemons and like now i gotta make lemonade so during this social media quests, building my business, TikTok, whatever. This is paralleled with what I was talking about last time on my podcast of my self-growth journey. Like I was journaling every day, meditating every day, doing all the nine yards to like improve myself. But the learnings I have from going back is healing this inner child. And I think a lot of people get like like oh I don't have like things to like heal from my inner child like my childhood was good or whatever but it doesn't have to be huge things they're small things like all the little like side remarks or people ignoring me or like making snarky comments to me over the years those aren't like some huge traumatic childhood events but they were enough to like change my course of action and the way I viewed myself so it's about like undoing those things when healing when healing your inner child And you forget a lot of the things you enjoyed as a child because you, like, shoved them down or steered yourself clear of them because they weren't cool to do anymore. Like, riding a bike, jump roping. Like, I I love jump roping. I jump roped so much in quarantine. 
I even like bought chalk because that's fun. And why is chalk just for kids? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to play with chalk. But I learned like aside from like doing journaling prompts and the mental aspect of healing the inner child, you also have to like pull this inner child out of you to tap into this like fulfillment and passion that you want to feel in this lifetime. Like you as a kid express all your true wants and desires and we as grown-ups as a society put more emphasis and pressure on what we should do than rather what we want to do so you have to work on getting back in touch with that inner child and finding what inspired them what made them excited and passionate um and it's hard to think about but what really helps bring these things up are engaging in those activities that you did as a child because you get to tap into feelings that you haven't felt in a long time like when I went jump when I went jump roping when I was bike riding like I was playing outside when's the last time I played outside like I'm not talking like sitting outside and chatting with friends or whatever I'm talking about like I was running around the block on my little bicycle I was sitting in the driveway drawing with chalk and it was like you know, a spring morning in April and the pandemic and like the birds were chirping, the sun was coming down. It like got me excited about summer. And then like your mom kind of peeks out the window and is like, Sienna, made some grilled cheese. And then you're like, oh my God, like, ah, what a great feeling that was. Like you got to tap into that. And then with that satisfying feeling, you can be more creative. You have that motivation and inspiration then it kind of just like lights something back up inside of you during that time I I spent a lot of time doing those things where I felt like a little kid but they were beneficial in pulling things out of me but after the pandemic came to a you know a close I guess you could call it priorities started shifting so I didn't have as much time to invest into silly little things like drawing with chalk in my driveway so taking elements of what I found most important from those experiences and incorporating them into my life now is kind of the expectation I have for myself. So for me, that kind of looks like, why does it sound like I have a lisp sometimes? I don't have a lisp, but no hate to lispers. Um, so for me, that looks like maybe doing watercolors sometimes. I used to like knit in fifth grade. So like sometimes I'll knit or like crochet. Honestly, in the summer, I love doing a little like cartwheel action. Like I loved grass. I loved grass so much when I was a kid because we didn't have any. So I put grass on my Christmas list every year. And I was so jealous of everybody that had grass. But anyways, now that we have grass, I do play outside in the grass. Like sometimes I'll make myself little picnics outside like I did when I was a little kid. Um, I used to play in the woods a lot as a kid. So just like walking through the woods where maybe you used to play as a kid could help you know get some of those little kid juices flowing but things like that I try to incorporate every now and then I'm allowed to let that inner child come out and kind of the associated creativities emotions inspirations that come along with it but I don't think this is something that I've like cracked the code of and like now I'm healed like it's forever going to be a lifelong journey and quest but kind of like that's the fun of it like it's like kind of a light bulb moment every now and then you like connect the dots and you're like oh my god that's why I'm that way or like you're right I do like that maybe I should explore that avenue of my life I don't know what else do I have on my little list here to talk about oh okay so I guess like 
with all that being said, I have tapped into some of my childhood passions like clothes and social media and video has always been something I've been interested in. So kind of an extension of my true um, desires and passions to follow in this lifetime, which I'm very happy and so, so, so grateful to be fulfilling literally in this exact moment, um, but also moments of the past and hopefully moments in the future social media as much as it is something that i have had a lifelong desire to do it's not always going to be like perfect there's always going to be challenges but um as i was mentioning previously social media had been a space for me where i felt like i could be my truest self because i didn't have people in my real life to be picking me apart it was a whole new audience that had no preconceived notions of me but as i have grown on tiktok i think it does bring up a lot of things which are tests tests to see how far you've grown tests to continue to improve yourself but that's just like the name of the game like people comment some nasty stuff on your tiktoks and it's up to you to not internalize that it's up to you to build a thicker skin like it there's still challenges that present with itself but it's not something that I would change. There is definitely emotional taxation on it. Like these are things that you can't like run away from in this lifetime. Like they're still going to present itself and whatever you do decide to whatever path you decide to follow in this life. But um, it's, it's a good gauge and test for me every now and then. I won't complain. I won't complain. I'm hashtag grateful. And if you wanted to get even deeper, like, we could we could talk about how if everybody likes you, you're being fake. So you kind of have to have haters because it's impossible for everyone to like you. So just be yourself, take that mantra, and eat it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because that's just the only way that you will find the truest form of happiness in your life. It's just being yourself. Stop people pleasing. Follow your dreams, kids. And I think... I think that about does it for me. Oh, actually, I'll say a couple more things here. So, basically, I went to my high school reunion. I think that's what I started talking about on this episode. But I didn't really want to go because it's like... I didn't really like a lot, a lot of y'all. And I don't want to be like asked 21 questions about what I'm doing now. Because I know, like, everything that you're going to be doing at those things is, like, small talk. I have also had interesting interactions with people where, like, people are trying to make efforts to be my friend now. Or, like, respect what I do now just because I have, like, some followers. Which is just, like, fucking disgusting and ridiculous. And I'm not giving you the time of day now because I have some followers. When in high school you made fun of me and I didn't, I just didn't have as many followers then. So, like, what? Anyways, that, um... <clears throat> that's why I didn't want to go to the actual reu reunion part, but I went to the bar that everyone went to after because um, I feel like I could blend in more and that just felt safer to me. So I did, see, I did see some people. I had some decent conversations with people. Uh, like, not that exciting. Gave my ex-boyfriend a piece of my mind. He didn't like that. Still the same little silly, silly boy in there. Um, yeah, I think I actually am done here. I'm just like rambling on at this point. I want to do like a Q&A or like an advice session or something because I feel like that will make me feel closer to y'all. So maybe I'll do that on the next episode while I still get all my content ideas and whatnot sorted. 
Um, I need to buy my $5 Etsy psychic reading so I can do an episode on that because that's really funny to me. Hi, I'm back. I asked you guys on Instagram some questions, so maybe I'll answer some of these before I leave for good because I know you guys like longer episodes, so let's read through them. Ins and outs of moving to New York City. Oh my god, that's a whole YouTube video. Get movers, check to see if you have an elevator, don't pay a broker's fee, check the rats. Uh, Check to see how close you are to subways and talk to tenants that lived there before, before you move in. Period, moving on. Getting comfortable in your new neighborhood in New York City, honest thoughts about New York City. Um, I'm like a little too comfortable in my neighborhood. I have everything I want and need in like Williamsburg, so I don't leave that much but i really do want to because i know there's so many other great neighborhoods out there but it's also hard when you have two friends and like sometimes it's not safe to go alone or i don't really have other people to go see in these other neighborhoods yet so something i'm hoping to explore more in the coming new year lots about new york city is that i love it but it's a lot of physical work to be living here um just like everything you do is with your own two feet like that's pretty much it. You got to haul your groceries, walk up flights of stairs, go on the subway. Like it's it's always an adventure, which I like, but just more physically exhausting. As a thrifter, why would you encourage other people to thrift? This is also like a lot to talk about, but it's just like there's so much clothing waste in this world. If nobody ever shopped firsthand again, we would be able to sustain ourselves off of the clothing excess that already exists so that's why you should thrift because the more waste there is the less time we have on this earth so go to your local thrift store asap continue with your self-care journey please i think that's pretty much what this episode is about so i hope you enjoyed it uh why are you a cat person um why aren't you major sus if you're not because cats are literally the best thing in this whole world. Soft, cuddly, live stuffed animal, adorable, funny, cute, full of personality, don't smell like wet dog, poop in a box without you having to take them out to poop. Um, They're caring? I don't know. Okay, you ask me this question every time I do a question box. Do emergencies actually do anything with your sick? Girl, I do not know. I am not Google. I cannot answer that. Um, Thoughts on foot fetishes? I don't have one. Just asking. <laughs> um, Personally, I would not be engaging. That's all I have to say. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram at simply.sienna. You can find me on TikTok, S-S-I-I-E-N-A. You can find me on YouTube at Sienna Filippi oh my god you can also find me on instagram at ri.reclaimed and on simplified pod i just made that instagram today i don't know what i'm going to post i don't know what i'm going to post on there but i felt like it just needed a home base so that's where she's gonna live for now but until then i will see you next time thank you so much for listening and being here and i loved talking with y'all after the first episode came out like in the dms like everything you had to say about it and i would really love to talk with you guys again there because that was very heartwarming and fulfilling and i loved bonding with you guys so i appreciate that and i will talk to you next time